Oh, snap. Ah. Oh, snap. Now we're, we're really live, baby. Hello and welcome to Post Roll Podcast. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 36. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy. Jules Nuclear. Jules Nuclear. Jimmy Green. With Post Roll Podcast. We are... We're wanting to thank our sponsors. GJJSAV. Yep, the greatest Gracie place. Jiu-Jitsu Savannah. The yeah, best place in the world to do the best martial art in the world, by the best guy in the world, the best people in the world. Under, under the best dude in the world. Under the best dude in the world with um, the best mats in the world. The best over. mats? Yeah, best mats. Best mats. The cleanest. The cleanest? Yeah. yeah. The, the least COVID- this COVIDist. Least COVIDist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. Hi. There's one follower which tells me that Ian is with us. You Let's suck. go, Jackson. Um, and uh, thank you to Yerba Mate, uh, Guacky Yerba Guacky. Mate. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to sponsor us, but I love this stuff. <laughs> if I had one, I'd clink with them, toast with them. You don't have any? Oh my gosh, Jimmy! No, don't drink it. I might have a cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a cold. He right said now. he might have a cold. <laughs> but it's so weird when people get a cold right now. Yeah. They they all everybody wants to explain away their symptoms. Yeah. They're like, Everybody thinks default, they have COVID. Yeah, they're like default to COVID. We got not- COVID. No, no, dude. I just uh, I got meat sweats and uh, <laughs> and I have allergies. <laughs> and uh, I'm just tired because I've been up a lot lately. Yeah, I'm just I've been awake a lot during the day. Right. I just so, have upper respiratory issues because of pollen. Yeah. So and uh, and yeah, then I, so I got the meat sweats yeah. and I got body aches because I do a lot of jujitsu right. and uh, and I have allergies. So no, I don't have COVID. <laughs> you did jujitsu? Have you been tested? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, the body aches are real. Yeah, so. those are meat sweats. Yeah, that's, are, that goes with the meat sweats. sweats. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I ate a lot of meat for jujitsu, and then I got these meat sweats. We're on the carnivore diet, so you know. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, and thank you to um, who's our other sponsor? Uh, uh, camera West, Camera West for all the equipment. Oh yeah, shout uh, out Camera West. We're hey. one camera short, but this is our current setup. You guys um, looking out? You guys looking out? Yeah, thank you, and. Um, Today we're going to talk about being first. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about kids, uh, kids learning uh, jujitsu. Yeah, yep. uh, because it's Jimmy's wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> seriously, man, no, that's, that's where I am. A whole world of teaching kids jujitsu in a new way that's like really effective. And then, uh, and we're going to talk about Facebook a little bit. And we're going to actually try out our new um, watch a video while we're doing a podcast thing, which is kind of new. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, watch watch Hickson get his red belt. That's we're going to watch Hickson get his red belt. And the, the reason I just wanted to just going to watch a little bit of it of the video because uh, there's something really cool about it. Anyway, it's a okay. surprise. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go. But you already may know. <laughs> okay. Thank you, John Eden, for singing about getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> being Never. first. Let's be yeah. first. Let's yeah. be first with being first. What what were we uh what is the uh importance of being first? And and I have something to add to this, by the way. Yeah. Um uh, a little twist. Okay. Okay. Twist being, being first, first. in jujitsu to begin with. What is your opinion about being first? I guess my take on being first is you know, just being the first one to get your grips in, being the first one to get your frames up, being the first one to position yourself so you can actually do whatever it is that you need to do, which sometimes can be hard because the, if the other person gets to jump on you, then you've got to recover. Then you're defending. You're yeah. already automatically yeah. behind, yeah, right? Automatically. Yeah. yeah. So what about setting up? Um, what about the theory that setting up um, or, or like go extend, overextending yourself mm. uh, puts yourself in a position where you're going to be uh, more defensive? Well, okay. So for me, at least how I tell the kids, right? So this kind of helped to feed into the kids uh, conversation this is when you're attacking you're always looking to control first neutralize second and then third you're either uh, submitting or disengaging in some sort and when you're defending your first thing your first goal is to survive then neutralize and then either escape and then counterattack or disengage right so you yeah. have to, you have to survive first and you have to control first so if you're if you're first those are the first things you're doing when you're when you're on yeah. defense and offense, and the second thing you're doing is neutralizing their ability to escape if you're attacking, and neutralizing their ability to uh, to attack you whilst you're escaping. Yeah. So that's you say how whilst, whilst. By the way, I love whilst. that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't want to get caught up in that right Jesus. now. We'll talk about it later. But that's awesome. <laughs> you, you like that? Wow. Do you like that? Wow. It's like we just went to another continent for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so you got to have those things down first. So if you're first, yeah. you're surviving. Or you're controlling. And I think a lot of people get it mixed up. They want to go straight to the submission. They want to go straight to some attack. Or if they're defending, they're like, I need to get out of here now. It's like, well, if, yeah. you, if you start getting out, you might give your backup in the process yeah. of getting out. So you need to make sure you're surviving, not getting choked, not getting arm broken. And then you have to make sure you're neutralizing their ability to progress to another dominant position. And that, I think, is why jiu-jitsu has a very large learning curve. Because you've got to neutralize first. And I think the neutralization is the hardest part. Surviving should be your, the easiest part of it. Just like protect your neck, keep your elbows and that in. That comes from knowing where to be. Right. Which exactly. should be the fundamental 
fundamental teaching of jujitsu in the very beginning. In the right? very beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing what you, what position you're and in, and it isn't always. Oh yeah, I'm a living example Man. of that. I never knew where to be. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you, you were just there. You're like, I was just there. I'm here. I get submitted a lot or whatever. Like uh, someone show up and be like, oh, an arm bar, and I go grab it. But that was my jujitsu for a long time. What did you even want to call it? That yeah, yeah. And then I, I finally learned where to be, and now I can do jujitsu because I know where to be. How do you feel like you were taught jujitsu in the beginning? Like if it wasn't like that, was it more in pieces? It was uh, like okay. here's here's how you do an arm bar. Here's how you do a whatever. Here's how you do this. Ooh. That's not good because yeah, no. then I don't know where to be. You know, yeah. I don't know how to get there. I don't know where to be. I don't know how to defend. I mean, I, then I learned how to defend just because right. I didn't want to die. Right. And so I was constantly learning how to defend. So I had very good defense. And mm-hmm. people would say that, wow, you have really good defense. But I had no jujitsu <laughs> because I, I would just sit there and defend and defend. And if you ever stopped attacking me, I'd right. be like, all right, uh... start looking around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do I get now? There's an arm. I'd go grab it. You know, ah, you got my arm. Hey, I guess you're getting his arm, but he got my arm. You know, so, so you had never, high level survival. I had no structure Abilities. in what I was doing. Okay. So yeah, it was bad. Damn. I didn't know where to be. Didn't know where to be. I didn't yeah. know where to be. And J- Jim J- uh, James finally figured it out. He was like, hey. Commander in chief. You don't know where to be. <laughs> he goes, you, what are you doing? He goes, you, we need to do a private on where to be. You're going to know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you should have bellied down. You didn't belly down. I'm like, belly yeah. down? I'm like, why would I turn my back to you? He's All like, right. no, dummy. Like, Never mind. We'll talk about it in the private. <laughs> you know what? I, I think that like when people are teaching jujitsu, they want to give people the, the flashiness because yeah. they think that's going to keep or retain students. But in actuality, you have to create like this understanding of the position so you can be first if you know where to be. Self-defense is the same way. When we do uh, self-defense, is like that little, uh, for example, like that wrist little grab, that wrist, wrist where grip. you grab the collar yeah. and, you, and then you do the wrist lock on the oh, yeah. guy, right? You chop the so wrist. So you can yeah. show that to somebody and they're like, oh, that's awesome. But what they don't know is how based out you are mm-hmm. with the angle of your base, mm-hmm. the angle of your body, mm-hmm. um, what you did with your upper body to make sure right. that's tight. All mm-hmm. those little how things. How using your hips. That you know? stuff has to be taught first at a, like, in a month. We were referring to Montessori yesterday, you yeah. and I, because oh, yeah. we were talking about how Montessori teaching is this way where they teach you about the world mm-hmm. and then and, – and the universe. Big, big picture and, yeah. and then they zoom in on it for you. And yeah. then you learn about the c- construction of this pen or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it applies to the world because right. it's in the world. And you know, you can see it's how it applies. the world. It's in the world and you have to see how it's used inside of and the world. And in conventional public school teaching, it's the other way around where it's like, hey, learn about this pen. And people are like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> they don't understand what they're learning, why they're learning the world. Yeah. And and, and what I've also learned about that, and that goes with that, is that you have to teach the value of a position or the value of something so that the person learning it can see the same value that you see in it so that they're interested in learning that. Cause, oh, right. Because yeah. in, in, in the beginning, you know, like not learning the flashy stuff can all can like kind of be off-putting i think especially yeah. for children they're like yeah. they're like oh i don't want to learn this like bo- this is boring escaping and yeah. boring but then i'm like okay well what what i'll do when i'm teaching kids and this is going to feed into it i allow i teach like the kid on the top how to be in a, a dominant position and the kid on the bottom gets to suffer that and feel that and i and we'll play a game where it's like okay kid on the top hold the person on the bottom and the person on the bottom's always losing and then i go did we like the way that felt People are like, no, I didn't like the way that felt. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. Well, we're going to be teaching the defense tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I already instilled the value. <laughs> and now they're really excited about class. <laughs> yeah. Now they're like, now they're like, dang, like I was helpless there. Wow. I do need to know the defense to that. I have to be at class tomorrow. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I just put them in bad situations so they understand like they don't know. And yeah. then I, I help them instill the value. Otherwise, when I teach something defensive, they're like, oh, this is tiring. This is boring. Blah, blah, blah. Because they haven't suffered yet. And they haven't they haven't learned to be appreciative of yeah. that understanding. So in being first, um, being first, what, what we were talking about uh, initially, I was watching a video of uh, Ronaldo Jr. and uh, he's the highlight king, right? You know, is he? Oh, uh, well, he's pretty. He has a lot of that. Maybe not, but he has oh. a lot of highlights. Okay. And the thing about highlights is they're not a high percentage, <laughs> right? Because you go for that flying armbar, how many times are you hitting it? Right, right. right. It's like so once. it's. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so, but what are you giving up when you're doing it? When you're going for those things, you're giving up position. You're giving up. You're giving up a lot. Anytime you attack, you're giving. It's a scramble now. You don't have control. So, um, I thought that was interesting because he was being first. He finished out, uh, you know, his pans match with a a flying armbar. Like Mm. he threw he because he couldn't get past this dude's guard. He's like, you know what? Bam! And he just jumped into an armbar and finished him. And 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 the guy, the commentators are like, there it is, Ronaldo (laughs) Jr. is a highlight reel. You know. But the truth is, that was a risk. Yeah. And yeah, being first there was that was the extreme Mm. example of being first. Yeah. But in that case, you're also giving you're you're overextending in a way. You're not using the 
the the structural uh, control. You're not right. using the uh, uh, sorry positional control and dominance yeah. first. I think in that situation, you he probably has a very deep understanding of positional control right. and dominance that he can take such calculated risk. Right. You can't take a calculated risk unless you've calculated the risk. Yeah. You, know, you have the ability to like recover if yeah, he knows go what wrong. hip he's going to turn to and all that stuff's already yeah. built in. He knows like, he right? knows what to transition to if he he's goes missed wrong. a thousand flying arm bars. Yes. He he's he's trained this. Yeah, he knows where to be exactly. So. so that's the thing too is like as you learn you sometimes forget that like you don't know enough to not to 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 like skip over certain things. Yeah. 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 And and some people do. And mm-hmm. so you see them and you're like oh I'm going to do what they're doing. But you can't because you don't know enough to go I learned that in in uh, automotive when I was working for, as a mechanic. Yeah, I would um or a construction worker or something. I don't know what I was doing, but I I wanted to be doing what these guys were doing. And one time, some guy took me aside and said, "Bro, you're supposed to be working right now. These guys are Get sitting down because they're skilled workers. Yeah, and they've been doing this twenty years. They're taking mm-hmm. a little break and they're sitting down talking or whatever. You can't hang out and talk. Yeah, you need you're to be, working. You need to work and learn. That's your role. Get experience. And, yeah, he got mad at me and I'm like, whoa, oh, I got like punished. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I got a place. I didn't know my place. I didn't know my place in my own learning process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's like personal accountability, you know, like that's something that also like I think Montessori helps to instill in kids to have their own like stake in what it is they're doing yeah. to build own intrinsic. That's what we were talking about with Dream at the gym the other day, yeah. uh, yesterday about like having motivation, intrinsic motivation. That's like, again, if you're teaching a subject to a kid, like we're talking about the pen, why should I, why should I know this? Right, why do why I need, I need to know this? There's not, there's not going to be any intrinsic motivation to learning it. It's going to be something that always is going to be external. And if someone's not watching or if someone's not holding them accountable, they're not going to care no and so we need to instill that like in them and i think that's what i'm trying to do in these kids classes is like yo you need to learn this otherwise you're gonna suffer before we move on to the kids structure <laughs> nah, stuff so i want to know being first in life how it applies in life oh yeah how it applies in business mm. because covid was a perfect example like when all this stuff shifted and changed uh for our world you know whatever business you're in um for me it was the the thing that really resonated was i had to be first uh to do the next thing, which was uh, create a studio and do like uh, Zoom corporates and mm. and uh, and all that. Being first in business um, is key, and yeah. uh, it applies in life. Like if my wife has worries about you know me or whatever, doesn't you know she's a, you know whatever you have strife in your marriage, yeah. you can see it, you know it, you see the signs. Yeah. But if you're not first, you don't come to her and say, "Hey, I see that you're upset right now and things aren't you know." It's you're not just happy. gonna build on. If she has to be the one to come to you, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's really bad. You got to get Yeah, so being first, first is key like across the board. Yeah, I would say being first, waking up early, early bird gets the word. Like worm, that's you've got to you got to be the first one to get to whatever it is that you're doing because otherwise someone else is going to beat you to it, you know what I mean? Like even with like content creating and like there's so many ideas that like what is it the 100 monkey experiment or like um 100th monkey? The the 100 monkey experiment where it's like well, not even an experiment but it's like a a phenomenon where like it's, one It's called the 100th is it the hundredth? Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you know, one monkey on the island uh-huh. figures out how to use a stick to knock the food off the tree, right. and then the other monkey from the other island learns at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, well, who's going to be the one that said they invented that idea? Yeah, and that's happening with every idea that you create. I don't think that's the hundredth monkey. Yeah, what, what's the hundredth monkey? Is that? The, I don't know, but I don't think yeah, that's I, I, it. I think it has that... to do with the hundred monkeys, not two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's was the... it a hundredth? It was. It was. I think it was saying like there's like ninety nine of them just did it, and then yeah. when the hundredth does it, then everybody does it. Sure, something like oh, are, something like that. Something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah. from my understanding, but either way, the yeah. way I interpreted it is I the idea remember. is that on one side of the island, someone's learning something, and the other side, someone's learning something. So you relate that to life. I'm thinking an idea, and I'm like, this is a super yeah. original idea. It's like, well, someone else is thinking the exact same idea, maybe in California and who's first to, to put it out who's first to to, yeah. to to get it locked in who's first to make that website who's first to, to, to pay for the trademark that's the person that's gonna win in that you know what I mean yeah which I mean is this just the way it is and when you start thinking the convergence uh, when you start thinking about an idea you're like oh, I wanna I wanna do this I wanna do that you know I wanna um, create a so and so or whatever you have in your head yeah once you think that that stuff's going it's like permeating yeah and people are in the thought way same idea yeah, yeah. feeling it with yeah you. you're literally yeah. putting it out you're you're broadcasting it yeah this, yeah strange way that it actually exists mm-hmm. I forget the term for that but I think it is convergence convergence um, okay yeah I don't know. That sounds more like a, some sort of cult. But anyway, <laughs> the convergence. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 let's talk about. Uh, so let's talk. Is there anything else on being first? As far as like jujitsu goes, I feel like um, you can be first, but you have to. There's so much more fundamental stuff you have to know before you throw th- stuff 
ahead of you can only be first to your limit yeah because you have to know the what's you have to know the how's and you have to know the why's and then you know the when so first you need to know what things are then you need to know like how to do the things within what things are and then you need to know why you're doing those things and then you need to know when and the when is the timing that's the hardest part to get down because anyone can throw up an armbar like if you have the perfect armbar cool but if you do the right move at the wrong time Oh yeah. Then being first, yeah, yeah. being first doesn't matter if you're doing it at the wrong time. Right. If you're too first. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> you're so first that you Don't shut be up. So damn first. Yeah. The guy didn't even step on the mat and slap hands. You're yeah. throwing flying. You're throwing a flying yeah. Oh man, he <laughs> knocked himself air. out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fell on his head. It's like, Did you see that flying armbar? His opponent wasn't even yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> he even stepped out yet. He said he was gonna be first. I'm gonna be first. He said I'm be first. Yeah. Like go be first, man. She. Like attacks the ref. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You said me first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the situation we're talking Timing. about. Right? Timing. Timing is the last thing that like, I think people really get down. So, yeah, being first and knowing when to be first and um, the right move at the right time. That's a big part of being first is doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Which is, oh, man, this goes into like one of my students recently. Um, he's He's only 12. And he has like a lot of like, you know, some angst from life, some things that he's dealt with in life. And he's rolled with like, he rolls with mostly bigger, bigger students and students that are way better than him. So he's going to get better quickly, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, does he, he do that by his own choice? Uh, that's just because his friends are like 13. Oh, you know? okay. It just all, happens to be just, that way. It just ha- happens that way. And all his friends have already done jujitsu and he just started doing it's it. It's like a little kid with a lot of older siblings. Yeah. They're like really well developed. Exactly. My, my daughter's having that happen right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> really? She's like, these other kids, they don't get it. You know? <laughs> she's like so mature. And they're yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. like, why are you guys just. The brain of a seven year old. She's four. And these other kids are like, oh, dirt. <laughs> dirt. She's looking, at, she's looking at them like with the wide eyes. Like, what is that, we were there at the open house. It was like embarrassing. <laughs> She's like, and she walked over to me. She goes, "Why won't they play with me?" I'm like, "I don't think they want to talk about it. I think they just want to do it. They're just doing. It. They're just yeah, like, they're uh, like uh, uh. They're just primates. They're just before. grunting. And she's over here like analyzing. Like, yeah. Like she's in- like, it's better if we do it this way. And they're like, uh, dirt. <laughs> Sorry, uh, so this kid, he's, nah, training, so he's training with older kids. He's training with older kids. So when he goes with the younger kids, because sometimes I'll partner him up with the younger kids because they're there. I have like I have an intermediate class that has like all age groups. Yeah. And so he'll roll with kids that are a little smaller than him, and he forgets that he has a lot of strength compared to them. Oh. And he's hurt them a little bit. And it's not because he's a mean or bad kid. It's just because he hasn't learned how to control his yeah. strength yet. And so, and that's a, that's a that's a decision making thing. Yes. I just watched a, a stuff you should know podcast about uh, tantrums and how they take place at different stages of your life, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it all has to do with your uh, prefrontal cortex and how how it uh, it hampers your ability to make decisions. Oh, like it, there's periods in your life where you can't make proper yeah yeah decisions. Yeah, you're not you're not as cognizant. You don't really have the cognition to do it, and yeah. you're not receptive. And that, and then you have these tantrums. You can't control your emotions. You mm-hmm. can't control your strength. Whatever. But it's just a, it's just the fact that it's not like he doesn't want to do it right. Right, right it's just his brain doesn't have the ability doesn't which is ab- so hard for yeah. us to understand we always right. approach kids as if they have the same tools we have oh my god yeah it's like if you haven't given that kid those tools well, yet. even if you do and they don't have the capacity so you don't have yeah. the prefrontal true, true, prefrontal true. cortex yeah uh, i keep saying it frontal like i don't know what it is is it frontal prefrontal cortex <laughs> full frontal cortex <laughs> <laughs> full, full frontal <laughs> full frontal cortex uh, <laughs> that's a sexy thought <laughs> hey. but, but but yeah kids when they're four that's why they have tantrums because they can't control yeah sure. uh, their emotions just they, they can't so, yeah they just right. because the it's not ready yet. It can't do it. It's, it's like it's, a baby who's just crying. Like can't yeah. really communicate. So you can't get yet. mad at them because they, they don't like it. They don't like that they're in trouble. They don't like that they're screaming at you, right. but they can't stop it yet. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's just – it's not that you haven't taught them. It's that they don't – they're not capable yet. Yeah. And then and then it happens again between 10 and like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. It happens again. Right. And that's why they go crazy then. Yeah. So um, – but anyway, so and, I'm keeping around. No, no. That's, that's fine. It, it goes into what I'm going to say. Anyways, so I had a conversation with him about it and I told him like, look – these kind of things happen. You know, you're a beginner and you're still learning how to be like have finesse. And what you have to do is when you're rolling with these smaller opponents, like 
you have to try to focus. Because his mom asked me, like, what, what can he do to when he's rolling against these smaller opponents? To stop like, hurting like, children. If, if he wants to compete, <laughs> if he wants to compete at a higher level and he's rolling with all these older kids that are stronger than him and using strength, how does he get down to that level? What, what, what are the benefits of him rolling with them? It's like, well, he gets to learn how to be sensitive. He gets to learn timing. Everything he does should work perfectly because of timing, not because of oh, strength. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I want to give to the kind of thing I want to tell adults to do as well is when you're rolling with someone smaller than you or not as skilled as you, you should be rolling to look for timing instead of rolling to beat them. Mm-hmm. Instead of rolling to, I got the sweep, I got the yeah, submission. It's like, right. cool, you that's can get right. that, but like you should... You're, yeah, you're safe enough. You yeah. should be able to watch things closer, yeah. more closely. Yeah, exactly. And you should, you should be practicing your wins. You taught me a little bit of that, just another piece of that window. When uh, the the most resonant role we had recently in the last whatever a few weeks uh-huh. um you said to me why don't you let me move so that i can make a mistake <laughs> and uh and i was like controlling everything but the the truth was i was i was concentrating on my ability to control you and stop you mm. but instead of watching what you were doing and looking for the like you used the darts as an example because yeah. you tried to extend your arm into me and give me a darts and yeah. I, I wouldn't let you do it right which is crazy <laughs> yeah, you know let me move instead of like yeah as you bring in the arm i should have just uh, naturally gone into uh you know mm. to let you to move my hip and then go yeah and um but i wasn't thinking about it at all i know to do that but with you for some reason i was thinking of another thing and i was only focused on uh, so I, what, what I, I'm submitting here is that maybe, yeah. um, you can do that with upper, higher opponents, higher level opponents too. The oh, ones yeah. that are going to, you know, mess you up. Same thing. Not just the ones that are that, like you're with a, a lower belt. And so definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's good because I'm going to get tapped by James. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. I know that as soon as we slap and bump, I'm mm-hmm. about to get tapped pretty soon, and uh, something's going to happen, yeah. and I'm going to have to either defend like a like a, a dummy, or you know just sit there and ah, no jujitsu, um, or I'm going to um, just get tapped trying to defend. So why don't I go for stuff and attack? Because I might be shutting down his attacks. Right. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. You might as well. That might be jujitsu. And and that. <laughs> That's that's a big psychology, I think, of it all. You yeah. Because that goes back into the conversation of, well, he's a black belt, and I'm this belt, and he's my teacher, so I'm already psyched out rolling with him. Ugh, it's like like I told you before, it's so funny. You and him both, to me, it's like dancing with the hot girl at the dance, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I can't dance. I'm like, right, you're like don't know how to talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're nervous and shy all of a sudden, but usually you're not. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Just flowing with white and blue, blue belts. Right. But then with brown and black belts, it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so something I've been practicing rolling with James yeah. is like forgetting that he's my teacher, yes. forgetting that he's a black belt, yes. and just rolling with him like he's a skeleton yeah, man. and using the mechanics I know. And I'm noticing I'm doing a little better when I'm changing my mentality. And this goes into why I ultimately am not competing this year because I'm focusing on my mentality mm-hmm. and my skills. Like, yeah. like I need to be able to go into tournaments where I'm fighting black belts and not be like, he's a black belt. He does leg locks. Forget all that. It needs right. to be, he's a human being with a skeleton that I'm going to manipulate in X amount of X, Y, Z. Which That's, is fine. <laughs> you understand that intellectually, but you don't, but, but, I, I but actually doing it, doing it mm-hmm. is the, you got to have a, a, a muscle memory. It needs to be ah, a muscle memory. Of it. Or a neuro pathway. Yes. A choice you can make in your memory, head to yeah. say, this guy's bones. Yeah, exactly. This guy's bones. Oh, <laughs> you about to be some bones, boy. This guy's bones only. Yeah. Dustin bones. No, but for real, like nah, this is real. just bones in front of me, and yeah. I'm going to use these bones in certain ways to make what I want to happen happen. That's going to be the next theme of my kids' kids' class next week. You, this guy's bones. Just bones. <laughs> yeah, we're all just bones. <laughs> yeah, we're all just bones. Yeah. So look at it like a skeleton, and don't get psyched in your. James head. said that to me once. He was like, uh, you know, these big guys, and this guy's so much bigger than you. That's just like flesh on bone. You're yeah. still the same. It's the st- same skeleton. Same in skeleton. fact, in some cases, it's a small skeleton you know bigger guy heavier guy all muscly like yeah. brian harlow's all muscly and stuff okay well great it, yeah but yeah. he's still bones he's still same bones. leverage same just same use leverage. The leverage right yeah quit worrying so much about the meat yeah work against the leverage don't, yeah. don't look at the bicep and let that fear you you know oh, no i was i was rolling with a new guy last night he just started training for three weeks and he was a pretty big strong dude and he'd roll with me and like i wasn't being a dick or anything but i put him i mounted him i put him in positions where like he couldn't move 
And, mm-hmm. and I was letting him move like I was like, you know, hook riding and, and basing and he would try to push me off. And I just like disengaged. You're showing him that it I was, wasn't I was showing, about that power. Yeah, I was showing him it's not about power. It's about angles, leverage and wedges. And at the end of it, he was like, dude, what the heck, man? Like, I felt like I couldn't do anything. Like, how do we, how do I get there? And I'm like, you're going to get you're there. You're doing it. Yeah. yeah you're doing it. You just yeah, come keep, keep training. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I felt like he, his eyes opened a little bit. You know, he's like, whoa, this guy's like way smaller than me. Mm-hmm. And he just was able to dominate me right yeah. there. And so he probably, he learned the essence of jiu-jitsu you know like the the gist of it that's the whole he felt, he felt the it. gist he of felt, it yeah he so felt it knowing or learning the gist of it true, is true, another true. longer thing right right that's a yeah. whole that's a whole curve that's a whole that's a, that's a time capsule right there yeah oh, time capsule dan, dan. and since you said time capsule it's time for our video i want to play this video okay i think this is a great idea um we're gonna put so we go down to the window here this is hickson getting his red belt which i think is awesome um, Hickson got his red belt, uh, whatever, seven, 2017. 2017. And the reason it was so wow. cool is because they surprised him. Check this out. This is uh, Horian. Now, the reason I'm showing you this, I'm not going to show you the whole thing. He's just so he's just doing a seminar here. See, mm-hmm. he's like hanging out doing a seminar. Look at Hickson. I'll just chill. Do-do-do. And look who's <laughs> look who's coming down the hallway of the of the banquet center or whatever. It's like every red belt that Alio gave. Oh, <laughs> and wow. like. And his brothers, you know, Horian's there, Hoyler's there, and look look who's right behind. Is that John Machado? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Look, 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 look. Did you see who was there? No. Did you see Pedro? No, I didn't see Pedro. Oh, Pedro is, uh, well, okay. Pedro was in the, he was in the first hallway shot, but watch. He's like the secondhand Hicks and Shakes. Um. That's my dog in the background saying hi to everybody. There's Pedro. Oh, whoa. Bam, dude. Pedro. That's our dude. Professor. Professor. You tell me, what's your lineage? Holy moly. Right there. He's OG. there. The he was not just invited, but like stand next to me when I give this red belt to Hickson. Wow. Be the second hand he shakes. I mean, yeah, they were friends. Hick- childhood friends, that's you know. Pedro. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It was, it was crazy to, to break bread with him every morning for a week in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Hickson says, wait. What's happening? What's going on here? What's going on here? He looks up. Look at him. Oh, my God. Like he got hit in the stomach. All these guys, you realize who's there. He's like, wait, what? Wow. He knows the, the jig is up, dude. You're not a coral belt anymore. You're a red belt today. Yes. Wow, bro. How cool is that? That is really dope. Once in a lifetime thing. Got the Machado brothers there. Pedro. Look at Pedro, look at Pedro, look at Pedro. Oh. I, thought, I thought that was Harry West. <laughs> that looked like Harry West for a second. Oh, really? Oh, never mind. No, okay. <laughs> I was like, what is he? Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, Alden's there. Yeah. <laughs> Alden? <laughs> How did Alden get there? Yeah, what the hell? He wouldn't even do jiu-jitsu in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. So that's it. So then uh, Horian cool. goes into the whole thing. No, I'm not going to play the whole thing. So that's it. But um, but what I wanted to uh, show was just the Pedro thing. But then Hickson gets all sideways with him and says uh, and says, "Hey, um, I, I don't uh, I don't think uh, I don't I don't think I deserve this right now because of the years, the amount of years I've done jujitsu. Based on the federation, he goes, I, I feel like I shouldn't have it yet because um, it should be 46 years and it's only been 42. And oh, wow. since I was a, an so adult, it takes 46 years after you get your black belt." Yeah, and that based on his what he's putting oh together God. with the federation, you know. Yeah. So he and then and then Hoyler stops him and says, "No, no." He goes, "Hey, bro, bro, let me tell you this. What about you? You have a uh, uh, a belt from the very beginning when you were a child. You rolled since you. A lot of people don't know this. He been doing jujitsu since he's three years old, and then a long time in between these belts are like years or seven years old. You get your next belt. He goes, "That's a lot of time, more than now." Wow. So now that time is different. And then he's like, yeah, but what would you do? You know, he goes, I'm trying to tell these people this is how it is. I want to make rules, and these rules should be uniform for everybody. So Hickson's like debating on getting his red belt while he's getting That's it. That's funny. He's trying to lead from the front, though, you know. He's right, like, exactly. You know? Exactly. He's like, look, it can't be different for me, and then everybody else right. has to live under the Can't rules. get this preferential treatment. And but then, then Horian says, else. I, he goes, because he says to Horian, what do you think I should do here? What, would, what, do you, what advice do you give me in my situation? And Horian goes, I think you should take the red belt that I'm giving you, <laughs> and then you can make any rule you want. <laughs> <laughs> Change it up for all you far we care. And so, so Hickson did something that I believe is interesting. He pivoted in that moment and and deferred to Horian because Horian represents the family right now. Uh, okay, makes sense that he would. And he says, makes sense. And so he fell fell into rank. 
and said, okay. Isn't that wild? That all happened in a matter of like 20 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes. He fell into rank after he had, he spoke his, had to yeah, speak, speak his piece first. Yeah. And then he said, okay. And then Horian said, I want you to do this. And he said, okay. Well, you're, you're the chief. Wow. That's, it was pretty that, cool, dude. That, that is pretty cool. Quite an example of like of the humility. And... Some of the other important parts of jiu-jitsu and the – <clears throat> especially in our situation <clears throat> where we have we're under uh, Pedro we're under you know there's James and now we're building this this family of jiu-jitsu uh of jiu-jitsu practitioners uh-huh. and we have a not a hierarchy but we have a family where we we hold each other accountable like we talked about mm-hmm. a couple podcasts ago where it's like this accountability is part of who you are now you are a part of who I am now mm-hmm and will always be it my hope is that you always will be and and you'll always hold that uh role important that'll be important to you and you'll and you'll take it seriously yeah. and when the times come for you to hold me accountable to be in my spot mm-hmm. that you'll do that and I'll I'll and I'll and then I, my responsibility is to hear you and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah it is a group of it's like a brotherhood that we hold each other accountable on and off the mats because like you're not going to train at our gym and then be like a piece of shit out of the gym right. and then still be hanging out at the gym. So it's like once you start training and you become a part of the family, it's like you want to change and you want to grow yourself outside of the gym, which mm-hmm. I think is the most beautiful part about the community. You know, you have like, an, like you're saying, accountability systems all over the place. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Especially if you want to keep training and you love your, and you love the gym and you're like, man, I'm a white belt. I want to become a blue belt, purple belt. One day I want to get all these things. You can't do all that if you're like someone who like assaults people outside of the gym yeah. or someone who is like a shit bag outside of the gym it just won't work so if, even if you were kind of that kind of person you'll start slowly changing and I've seen it in people you know and I see the people that don't want to change they no longer train yeah yeah, yeah. that's true it's, yeah. it's people of, of high high, the high, high caliber high, char- high character, character. character yeah. Yeah. high character holding each other accountable to mm-hmm. stay to to be the highest character they can be right right and uh highest character okay now it sounds like we're talking about something different nah. that's a high character high, high, boy. <laughs> but uh but to be a, a high level you know to have to find your best you yeah, yeah. and um uh, and you need the guidance of people who are currently practicing that mm-hmm. capability you know mm-hmm. and um and then you know and 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 the proof is in the pudding you know yeah. people are you know they are balanced you know they're balanced when they're balanced. Yeah. You know it's it's not uh you know it's not crap that it's real when it's mm-hmm. real. And then when they do make mistakes and they are not holding and themselves and they fall to, because people fall because people it's, fall. It's, it's gonna then then you need those other people to say no 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 no, no, no not you. Yeah. You're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, not you. Even even in my student who like messed up and made those mistakes and hurt those other kids, <laughs> I looked him in the eye and I told him I'm like, "Look, just because you made these mistakes doesn't mean I don't still care about you." Yeah. Okay, I still care about you, and because he because he cried afterwards because like mm-hmm. I was like the other kid that came up to me was like I don't want to be his partner anymore I just don't want to do this He's, he always hurts me blah 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 and I was fearful, like yeah. and I, I told him I was like hey just just go over Fear. there just just go over there and have a seat and he like started crying because he thought that I was mad at him and I hated him and that's because of his own trauma in his life you know come, like, yeah. being being met with that kind of. Uh, feeling from an adult you know what mm-hmm. i mean someone who says they love you and then not showing you love anymore because you made a mistake something else and i know that feeling yeah. i know the feeling of feeling <laughs> abandoned because i messed up yeah and then i think that kind of when adults treat kids like that it breeds perfectionism and that plagues some it breeds uh. it breeds fear of failure it breeds perfectionism and it breeds a kid not learning how to embrace the failures so then they never take calculated risks you would never do that flying armbar because you're, you're not calculated enough yeah you, you're not, you're not going to calculate you're not going to take any kind of risk no you're going to be the you're going to be the person that's sitting in front of their guard holding everything because you don't want the weight of the world to fall on you right but that's what happens when you when you lose, step out yeah. So, yeah when you make a mistake when you make a mistake or if you put yourself in a position to make a mistake so think about this so, that in that situation showing love and compassion is important yeah well yes in, in that situation where you were dealing with the the uh, pathology of the child who went and sat down and cried mm-hmm. and the pathology of the child who didn't want to train anymore with him right, because yeah. he, he was, he was in both those situations what what was it that was driving the the block that those kids had it was fear yeah, it was fear in both cases. Fear of getting hurt by this kid again, and fear that I was going to be upset at him. For fear, yeah. One had that him. fear, yeah. and the fear from you know experiences before, yeah. and the other one had fear of being hurt and yeah. not being um you know taken care of or being safe. Fear of judgment, and then fear of like actual physical Harm. abuse and yeah. pain, and yeah, and feeling like you're being abused. And fear, yeah, and also and, and also the other kid that got hurt felt like I 
was was didn't care about him because I had put him because he had hurt him before, and 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 I had a conversation with him, the other kid that hurt him, yeah. and I had I told him like, look, you need to change da 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 da, and then I put them again because I wanted to see how they have grown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so in that moment when he hurt him again, he felt like I was I was putting him under this like continuous abuse cycle. Like I didn't yeah. care about his well being. That was like that was yeah. his point of view. Yeah. So his fear was like, wow man, my coach is not gonna protect me in this situation and is gonna continuously put me with someone who's gonna hurt him. So that's when I had to have a serious conversation with him, the other kid and to the point where now I gotta like I can't pair, pair them together again until like some serious healing is done, you know. So that's what I was gonna say is like if if it was fear, then how do we get to the core of these things so we can stop them sooner um, or help people deal with them before they even happen? Is how do you is teaching them how to deal with fear? Yeah, teaching them how to just protect themselves in those situations. Well, how, too. how do you deal with your fear when you feel fear? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this, the the young, the one who went and sat down and cried, mm. that was fear um, of, like we said, judgment, you, judgment yeah. yeah, whatever. So, so recognizing mm-hmm. that it's fear driving your pain. Yeah. And then learning what your like, what's your procedure? What's your step? What's your technique? Yeah, yeah. coping like a mechanism. What's to, your coping mechanism? Yeah, coping coping mechanism, and just just assuring <laughs> just assuring him that I wouldn't, you know, judge him for that, and that he he'd always have a place in my heart Man. here. Yeah, that, I feel I feel like that's in both cases. Both, if we yeah. just taught them yeah. how to deal with that initial onset of fear, like okay, whoa, whoa, whoa okay, so everything stops here. Yeah, yeah, this is because of fear, and this is because of fear. So what do we do? And and teaching them how to set the the boundary up initially, you know, being like, okay, this is a boundary that you need to know how to set now. Like, if you feel like this person's going a little too aggressive with you initially, we're gonna t- stop and have a conversation with them. Like, hey, I don't really appreciate you yeah. going with me like that. Yeah. Learning, yeah. T- t- teaching them how to like converse in that way and do it in their stand in their firm and their truth about it with that person. Yeah, and if that person continues completely disengage, set the boundary and and create like a, a distance between that person immediately yep. and then with the judgment aspect of it just like communicate with me like or whoever it is that you're afraid of the, the judgment be like hey where do we stand how do i look like like yeah yeah communicating are you angry with yeah me? are you angry with me and and how that makes you feel and and what they can do about it like those kind of com- like because when you get into a relationship with someone you're gonna have to be able to do that too Communicate, communicate. Yeah, so maybe openly. communication. Communication is a big part of it. Yeah, finding when you're triggered. So that's a coping mechanism for fear mm-hmm. is communication, right? Or, or like you said, boundaries, or you know, whatever. So when you feel the trigger of fear, mm-hmm. I just feel like every single malady when it comes to people and the world and all these other things, every single problem we seem to have is based in fear, right? And and I think like prevention of the fears is the first thing, like setting the boundary early, like before you slap and bump, say, hey, look. I've had issues with people really hurting me in the past. If you could just like not go as like hard, I see that you're bigger than me. Yeah. Can we just like go a little lighter? Like that initial conversation can offset the fear. So you're saying practice. So using jujitsu to practice these coping mechanisms. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, I'm gonna set boundaries in each role now. In each role. Yeah. Every single role that you have, communicate mm-hmm. with that person. Yeah. Beforehand, I I, I try to do that with anyone. I go, how long have you been training? Yeah. yeah. That way, life is the same way. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, how long you been training? Oh, X amount of years. Okay, cool. Like, are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Slap and bump. You know, instead of just going into it like, hey, my name is such and such. Let's go. Yeah. Because I don't know, or or saying that you have an injury in my left hand oh, or my man. elbow hurts. Like telling people about my injury. <laughs> I'm, I'm 50, so I just have a laminated card. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, read this. Yeah, you better read through this real quick before yeah. you roll. It'll be a minute. It'll be a minute. <laughs> He's just sitting there like. I have a uh, yeah. I just have a. I should have a doctor, dude. What if you were like baller rich and you just had a uh, uh, like a, a, a physician doctor? Sitting. Your physician sat. <laughs> so before each role, they like interview people. And they tell them what's going on with you. <laughs> he, he might he might have cardiac arrest if you uh, do this. All right. <laughs> yeah, Colin has some issues. Let's go through them real quick before he rolled. <laughs> Like, wait, I just wanted to roll. It's like, okay, he's like, you know, I think I rolled with somebody else. Like, the time is going down. Look what I got. <laughs> oh, Fasha Mahon. <clears throat> Fasha Ma- M- Moreno Brunet. Oh, what? Brunette. What's that? Brown. Brunette? Is that? Brunette or Moreno? It's Mahon. Mahon? Mahon is brown. Is it Mahon? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm a Fasha Mahon. Are you a Fasha Mahon? Yeah, I was a Fasha so, Preta. When I was a purple ball, I was a Fasha Preta. Uh, Portuguese. What did you hear, Brunetta? Where did you hear that from? I don't know, man. It's you like it I, I'm learning it from Duolingo. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah. It's probably like Portu- Portugal Portuguese. What's for brown? No, no, it's Brazilian. Oh, it's Brazilian? Yeah, Portuguese for brown is, uh, it says here it's marrom. 
Fasha, uh, well, you know, yeah, Fasha is the belt. Well, it says it's but, Maron. But you understand that they don't yeah. say they don't pronounce their R, so it's Mahon. Mahon, Mahon yeah, Mahon. Mahon. But you're saying Maron. No, oh, no. Okay, so Mahon is Mahon. Mahon, yeah. Fasha Mahon. Yeah, yeah. It's Mahon. Yeah, that's home. pretty cool. It's my right. home. Yeah. This is my new home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I bought this. Feel that thing. Let me see this little Mahon. Stiff, right? Is that how stiff yours is? <clears throat> mine was super stiff because mine was made by Jim Kelly. Oh, okay. One of the black belts. Oh, okay. He, James got it personally made, so it was oh, really, man. really stiff. But now it's like now it's definitely in the game. Don't fear the reaper. He had yours personally made. You know, yeah. he, you know. When I asked him, I go, "What should I do with the belt?" I go, "I'm, I'm kind of looking for what do you recommend?" And he's like, um, "I just use the school belts." So I'm like, oh, "Okay." And he goes, uh, "I go, can do we have any?" And I he goes, "I bet that shit." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I go, do we have any?" And he goes, uh, "I'll check." <laughs> so that's that's my custom belt. <laughs> so I'm, anyway, I, I ordered. <laughs> that's funny. I ordered this uh, yeah. it, because it's hemp. Oh yeah, it's okay. hemp. Okay. So if I get like too out of control, like I can just chew on it and calm down. It was nice. I I just took a bite out of it and it was yeah. It was easy. It was easy to chew on. Mm, yeah, yeah. like calm down and really like passive. Yeah, he he's gnawing. <laughs> he's gnawing on that mug. So I'm excited. I get my little brown belt. It's like dipped in CBD every time he goes to roll, and it's just like yeah. seeping through his skin. Yeah, so it's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty I'm gonna cool. wash it, <clears throat> wash it, and dry it, and see if it gets a little softer. But, uh, wow! Because it won't stay tied, you know. Right now, Fasha Mahon, Fasha Mahon, coming up, coming up. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I can't wait for Fasha Pareta, which is black. Yeah, I said, I said it was purple. My bad, it's black. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho- Hosha is purple. Yeah, Hosha, Hosha, Hosha is pink. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know any pink belts. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got some pink belts for those who leave their belts around. We got we got those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, so uh, yeah, so th- I don't know. <clears throat> I've always noticed, like when I watch the tournaments and stuff, and like the, there's, the, I was watching a really high level tournament the other day, and the belts were like tied around. They were wrapped. The two black belts were like all wrapped in the dude's legs. It was affecting the jujitsu. Oh, the belt was. Yeah, it bums me out. <laughs> Doesn't that bum you out? What when belts get caught up in it and the yeah, rest is caught stop up it and, and, and yeah, nobody it. was doing it. Well, there was too much belt going on. Uh, so they were and they were like ha- one guy was having a hard time getting his ankle to move the way it needed to to get the guy to sweep and like all this. In that and moment, like, you just say stop. I guess, but it's a turn all this shit. Yeah, but you could, there's a timer, there's a referee and judge and button and stop the shit. Yeah, it was weird. I, I, but but it was all kind of just there. Yeah, I just did bum me up. Yeah, that would made me sad. I would it made you sad. Like one tear <laughs> drop. We're not seeing jujitsu now. We're seeing like this Play weird the tiny violin. So yeah, sad. clothing tangle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, we have six viewers. Yeah, we've had six to ten oh, the whole snap, time. Go yeah, that's sweet. What's up, everybody? I don't. I don't have. I don't have the the comments up right now, but if, if okay. it really would just be, uh, you know, it would be it just be, be Ian talking shit. Yeah, just me and talking <laughs> shit. <so I'm> not... <laughs> anyway, so um, I got my Facebook got hacked today. Oh, you serious? Oh, yeah. that's why you, you and made you are... a new Facebook account. I was like, what is going on here? And you 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 accepted it. I... You and Alden. Oh, oh, that was that's the hack. That's the hack. Yeah, oh, I that's to, not I tried, me, baby. You I got a message that no, I thought made you no, maybe made a new account. Disconnect that. Yeah, that's a that's hilarious. But now they're on yours. Yeah, because you'd messaged them. But they can't hack me, can they? I don't know. They hacked me. Wow. I tried. To, I sent them a message, and I said I couldn't send the message. Oh, good. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's like a part I don't of the hack. What oh, that oh is? Oh my god. Yeah, you need. Yeah, you need to disconnect from that immediately. Do it now. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Grant told me that, and he and then we looked to see it was you, Alden, and my friend Mark Jones had all been like, "Yeah, sure, I'll accept another friend request from Colin." I just thought maybe yeah. you made a new account, and I was like, "What is yeah. going on?" Class of twenty twenty. Did you look at the picture? No, I'm, I'm about to go to the profile picture right now. Yeah, so that's not me. But what are they doing? Does anybody know what they're doing? Like, send us a message and let us know what are they doing. I can't even look at the page. That's weird. Maybe it got deleted. Yeah. Damn, sorry, man. That sucks. I told, I told Facebook. I told on him. Are you in the thing? I, oh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I, the I, I clicked it on accident. Right on. Uh, well, we know the audio is working. Um, but yeah, uh, so what's going on right now with kids' classes? What are your themes right now that you're working on? We're going to talk kids, right? Okay, okay. Uh, some themes we're working on. Last week, we talked about protecting your neck. Oh, wait. Uh, before we talk about themes. Okay. W- themes. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you're doing right now? You're trying to work in themes? Yeah, themes every week. There's a theme of the week. And yeah. every single class, I just like, hey, what's the theme of the week, guys? And they go, protect your neck. Okay. And then we go into protecting your neck. Last week, we did back, back stuff, and we didn't do any escapes. We just did like various ways to protect your neck early, various ways to protect your neck late, the absolute last defense of protecting your neck. We went over chokes. Yeah. Um, and so the kids are learning survival. 
Yeah. Because I told him the, the recipe for escaping is survival, neutralize, and escape. Yeah. So now we're on the survival and neutralize part, and then we're doing escapes. Yeah. So um, so this week has been neutralize, escape. Yeah. And this this week's theme is be slippery. And keep All your right. and keep your head up. What uh, is what's one of the core principles of being slippery? Oh man, early <clears throat> wedging, placing placing okay. your hands and, and and using your hips and and changing your angle and positioning so that you can move and you, you're making it awkward for the person to hold you. It should I've be- noticed if you relax your body, that does it too. Yeah, true. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. you tense up and the and then the opponent's able to use your frames, yeah. use your structure, your of your tense. Body. But but sometimes you have to be tense. Like if you want to keep your head on the ground, That's and you, right. you you've That's got right. to drive that foot into it. it. Yeah. So it's like I have to be careful about how I say certain things because exactly. it's like just just be don't be tense. And it's like well then you got uh, you got to be tense. Everybody's sometimes. gonna lay there like a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they will actually they'll, lay there like a fish. Latch on and, to and, that, and you're not supposed to lay there like a fish. So it's like. I have to figure out how to actually word that. So instead, it's just like, yo, this is really important. Mountain head. Make your head really heavy. That's important. Heavy head is something that they have latched on to. Yeah. Driving their head heavy to the ground and peeling. I use a, a metaphor. I say, if you're going to, how, how many of us have picked our nose? Oh, man. Yeah. And rubbed it I'm on something. You. They yeah. all, they're all like, yeah. So right. you rub it on your pants. So you're, you're, you're the finger and they're the booger and you're rubbing your back off no the No way. And that's how you're teaching that, them? That's how I'm teaching them to, to get their shoulders to the ground and look Are you up. The finger or the booger? Yeah. I say, I say, peel off. Like they're both, peel Don't the booger off. Don't be the booger. And, and they're like, cool. And they peel the booger off and they start looking up and they start getting their hips out. Be a finger, not a booger. That's a shirt, bro. <laughs> be a finger, not a booger. <laughs> be a picker. Sometimes you're the finger, sometimes you're the booger. Shoot. <laughs> When you're bad, you're bad, and, <laughs> and then and then I'm you know I'm working my young troubleshooters, uh, yeah. Thing. Um, so like the kids in the kids classes are not like little samurais or anything. They're young troubleshooters. And I was going with little troubleshooters, and I was like, nah, because now nah, nah, they're they're young. You know, yeah. it's it's like Lil Wayne versus like young Josh. Like I, I've always liked the young. Yeah. And so it's YTS, and um, I have a whole troubleshooters manifesto that I'm writing, and I'm gonna I have a blog that's about to, about to launch. But Ooh, I love it. I love young troubleshooters. Young troubleshooters, that's wicked, and and so. So there's a gist. The gist of young troubleshooters are, and the gist is spelled G-I-S-T, right? So okay. and the gist of anything is the essence. So I have five words that have ist at the end of it. And the ist is just a person who does that word, right? So the first thing you got to be as a troubleshooter is a realist. Okay. That's a person who can accept the positions that they're in mm-hmm. and can make, uh, you know, analyze and, and diagnose problems and figure out how, what's the best course of action in any okay. situation. You have to be a realist. Number two, and this is an order, you have to be these things in this order. Number two, you have to be an optimist. You have to be someone who can see the brighter side of things and always look for an answer and are always willing to make the best out of this current situation. Number three, you've got to be a scientist. You've got to be someone who's willing to experiment and blow beakers up in your face and figure things out. When you're on the mats, you're a scientist. You're always experimenting and you're learning and you're always like figuring out the hypothesis of whatever it is so you can get better and have a bigger understanding. Number four, you've got to be a strategist. Okay, I'm sorry. You have to be an artist. Artist. You have to be force artist. Yeah, you have to have to be. Um, you have to have a creative approach to what it is that you're learning. Right. So the science that you figured out, what whether it's the physical science of whatever we're doing, which is manipulating the anatomy, you've got to be able to do that creatively and express it in your own way. Right. So you have to be an artist. And then number five, you have to be a strategist. You have to be able to plan ahead and have decision making that's quick and concise because you're in war. Okay. And it's almost like life is war and every day is a battle. You've got to make sure that you're winning every little battle so you can win the overall war. And then overall, we're going to tie it up with a nice little bow of logic. Everything you do has to be logical. It has to make sense. It has to have a rhyme or reason. Put that all together, you are a troubleshooter. That's pretty good. So that's like, that's what I'm writing. Five of them. Five. Five. Of, so get the gist. Get the it's gist. Five. The five gist. The ists. The five ists. Yeah. So, so you don't get assist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't want assist. No, no. <laughs> five. Realist. Realist. Optimist. Optimist. Scientist. Artist. Strategist. Wow, that's cool, and, man. And that's ultimately what a jujitsu practitioner needs to be. I, I feel like you're te- you teaching kids and organizing this in this way so that the kids can see what's happening and learn what's happening and not be overwhelmed and all that, absorb what you're teaching them. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I feel like that's informed how you teach adults. I was telling you the other night. Yeah. It was ridiculous how much your teaching has changed in just like a month. It, it's hey. It's way more concise. I'm not blowing smoke. Thanks. It's just concise you also pay attention to james and and watch the things he does and 
he's refined his own thing just by necessity yeah. over time. And he's found a groove mm-hmm. that works really well. He's, he's in the pocket right yeah, now. Yeah, he's in the pocket. Yeah. And, and you have, you're recognizing things I didn't even recognize about that, that, um, that, uh, specific nature of how he teaches, yeah. you know, less words, um, the repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had this, we said this thing yesterday that really fits well. Um, even though you want to teach them everything at once, we're coming back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back tomorrow and the day after that. Leave something on the that. table. Right, yeah. exactly. And that's the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. is like if I'm ever instructing or teaching or helping, uh, it's always like – We want to give it all. Yeah. Give it all to you. And that's too much, man. It's got to be like here's the thing you can do right now and mm-hmm. do this. Do you feel it? Okay, we're good. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like calm down. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, I want to teach them at all, but I mean, damn, I only have an hour and it's not right. that much, especially with kids. You know, I'm got, we got to teach this one thing so they understand it. And then next week we'll do something else. And then maybe the week after that we'll put it all together and you'll see how it all works and flows. You know? Yeah, and if we t- treat ourselves that way, it's more helpful too. Like as a as a jujitsu practitioner, you're like, "Hey, I just want to roll. I want to roll and see what happens and mm-hmm. all this other stuff." Well, what about if you just work from single X and you don't go single X to like, "Okay, now we're neutral. Now let's just roll." Right. But we actually go, we, we, we reset, reset, and do it again and again and again. And I can tell you from personal right. experience, everybody can that that is the drillers makes killers. Yeah, um, you know, example of jujitsu where you 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 know, I feel like it's more. It's because it's smaller pieces for you mm. to absorb. Mm-hmm. You're not doing these other bigger things to like, you know, because you have to think about that stuff. Right. Like the positional drills we do are pretty good. But the most I've ever learned at one time from a positional drill mm-hmm. was when there was four of us doing 45 seconds each. Yes. And on a back escape drill. Mm-hmm. And the other three, the other two of us would sit and watch two people. We were numbered one, two, three, and four. So yeah. two's and, on and one. There's back. two in, two out, two in, two yep. out. And then two, two's on one's back, and then three's on one's back, and then four's on one's back, and yeah. then uh, one's on four's back, and then two's on four's back. And, yeah. and each time, there's two people sitting watching going, hmm, did you see how he did that? Look exactly. at that. He's and dropping. yeah, there's a learning. And it's learning only there. 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. So there's not a ton of stuff to think about. It's just those little elements. And you're like, hey, I'm going to try that with this guy. And then da 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 And yeah. you're just refining how you're... It's you're finding what you're focusing on. Yeah, you are. And uh, just and, repetition of and, that. And it's not that you're refining what you're focusing on so you learn well. Um, so so then you end up learning well because it's it's less stuff, but it's exponentially mm-hmm. more helpful because you absorb more of what you learn. Yeah. Because if you learn three things at once and you overwhelm yourself, you literally retain less. Yeah, you retain less. And you're not building upon anything because the more you do the same thing over and over again, you feel like you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. Then you can start adding to it. You know, it's like when, when we do drills and positional sparring in the kids class, like for instance, we're doing back attack this week. One kid stays on the back for two or three minutes. I'll do two minutes. Depending on the class, I might do three minutes at a time. If you escape or you get submitted, that person goes back into the same attack. So you're, you're getting your back attacked for three minutes straight and you're trying to escape as many times as you can. The person on the back is either trying to hold on to the position for three minutes you know, and practice their control or they're trying to practice their submissions and see how many times they can submit. But in, that, in those three minutes, they get a chance to practice two mentalities. They either get to practice the control mentality or aspect of it or they get to decide, yo, I'm going to give up a little bit of control to try to attack them. And, and say they go for the attacking mentality and they the kid escapes. They go, okay, okay, he escaped because while I was attacking, he did that. Okay, you know, this time when I get here, I'm going to focus on controlling a little longer. And then, you know, they get to like formulate the strategy. They get to be scientists in that moment. But if it's just like, okay, I get out, you got, you got, it's, it's like sometimes they don't get enough time mm-hmm. to actually create that because mm-hmm. let's say I do a three minute round, a five minute round complete where it's like, if you get out, switch, you get out, switch, you win, you switch, right? Yeah, yeah. What if one kid just stays in there the whole time for five minutes? Yeah. Then the other kid doesn't really get the chance to do it. But this time, it, it guarantees that each kid gets at least three minutes of being defensive or offensive. And figuring out how things and fail. figuring and, out, yes. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing uh, positional sparring these days, especially when it comes to back attack stuff. Yeah. We just lost one of our cameras. Dang. Um, Dang. Yeah. So you're just the only one in the limelight right now, huh? Currently. Good God. Okay, okay. It's just me. You could come over and sit in my lap. <laughs> Let me turn on that other camera. But uh, tell me first, uh, before before we do that, it's cool. If you want to just you know show your face. You're pretty. You're I'm pretty. You're prettier. Pretty. No, stop. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Um, by the way, shout out to Anthony Montanonia, Montonia, Montanania, um, from um, Palm Springs. That was the guy who was doing that for uh, four person drill uh-huh. when I was over in Palm Springs. Okay. And those guys have a, a nice family over there. They're really cool. But. Um, 
but I don't think that's an uncommon drill. It's just something yeah. I had never done before. But yeah. man, um, it was helpful. And um, like we were saying, it's exponential because you you know you're learning smaller pieces. You, right. you know, yeah. And like you said, you're you're you know it resonates with you, and then you can use it to build off of. Yes. yes yeah. Yes, yes. So I think everybody learns differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we if we held ourselves accountable to just perfect one thing at a time, I think not only does it see, there's another way it's exponential because you, you learn um, more quickly. We use the, we use the Duolingo example, by the way, I wanted to say that Duolingo, um, they've done a bunch of research on, uh, on their site. Very, very intelligent people doing data research on how people learn languages and they, and they used their, their customers to, to check it out. Mm-hmm. And apparently if you spend 15 minutes, that's the sweet spot. Learning a language, fifteen, 15 to twenty minutes 15 a day. Fifteen minutes is great for anything, really. Fifteen to twenty yeah. minutes a day learning a language, and then if you spend, if you stay on, you're like, hey, I really want to learn this language. You go for like an hour, hour and a half. You learn less. Uh, How crazy is that? Yep. That's you just crazy. wasted your time. <laughs> so you, knowing your limits is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to jujitsu, we're talking about learning in in this way uh, and knowing our limits. But there's a lot of ways in jujitsu you got to know your limits. Yeah. Like for example, some moves don't apply. Like I can't, I'm not really like capable of being um of doing certain things at a high level because mm-hmm. of my you know whatever yeah, just, my just body shape body you know? shape yeah you know, maybe you're not going to be throwing up triangles so so easy on some people maybe easier on other people based off of their shoulder length or width or whatever you know what i mean so things change completely like for me my long legs sometimes are at a big disservice to me when i'm going against shorter people because uh-huh. i have a <laughs> they can easily make way yeah you know when i'm on top of them they can just get their knees in i have yeah. to be so much more lower i have to be so much more compact and it changes how i have to roll yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and that's where you have to be an artist <laughs> that's where you have to be creative and express yourself in ways that like are different based off of what you're facing yeah. so it's like so that's why i'm teaching it like this you know get the gist you gotta, you gotta get the gist you gotta get the essence of of what it is first all right so uh let's do news Oh, hey! Yeah, we gotta do news. Um, can we do news? Do we have time for news? I don't know. But we probably do. Okay. So uh, right now in jujitsu, what's the news? Uh, we know in our in our world, uh, we're losing Zaid. He's gone. <laughs> oh man, that's Zaid's bad news. Quit. That's bad news. Yeah, bad news. But you know, he's doing what he's got to do. He, he's he's in Daisy. He's at Daisy Fresh right now. He's there now. He's, he's there now. I, he just posted a video of him like cooking on the on the skillet. So let's go into that yeah. news. Uh, Andrew Wiltsey, injury. Injury. At, uh, Didn't we see that coming? Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Everybody saw that coming because everybody- Trained so hard. Those guys trained so hard. You watch the training videos, you're like, I can't be sustainable. Yeah, man. It's Look like, at Pedro's got like what, six surgeries on his shoulders. So and many stuff like that. Yeah, surgeries and on his shoulders. He does not support that because he did it. Right, right. So Pedro's always preaching longevity. Because of his mistakes he made early, right? Yeah. Go to any Pedro seminar, like 20, 30 minutes of it would be him talking about- how to you want to roll your whole life preserve yeah, yeah your body <laughs> <laughs> and so I, yeah it's just crazy how some people train like you know you go into a competition you got to kind of like take it a little easy oh, man. Little, those guys just like rail each other and maybe we're just seeing it because that's what's like fun to watch and so they show that video or whatever and the rest of the time they're more technical maybe. but uh probably maybe. not i don't think because they talk about it a lot like oh we just go hard in here and you know they do talk about it a lot yeah. that's the culture right but um is there a balance there? Is there po- is it, I mean, is 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 that sustainable? I don't I don't know. I don't believe it is. I don't believe that's sustainable. If you're smart about anything, you can do it, man. But it's like sometimes you just kind of forget how to keep yourself safe or keeping yourself safe or shit happens. You know, like freak accidents happen. Maybe yeah. you turn one way, you thought you were safe, and then you weren't. Or you try to take me down and back here, I fly that way, and bam, yeah. and I land on that guy's ankle. Now he's got a catastrophic ankle injury, yeah. and he wasn't even with us. Yeah, or your thumb gets caught in the gi or something oh, like that happened man. to me in Brazil. Like, my thumb yeah. is still hurting yeah. from a thumb, in- a thumb injury in Brazil. Yeah. Still hurting. And the guy that I was rolling with didn't intend to hurt me. Right. In fact, I might have just hurt myself by putting my hand in a bad position. You know what I mean? So it's just like... I was butterfly sweeping a guy in Indianapolis one time, and uh, his arm broke. Because he reached back behind him and broke his, and his arm broke because he posted like all funky oh, man. and broke his arm. And I was a blue belt at the time. And I was a strong guy, you know, and I was like, you know, mm. I am a strong guy. So I like I did it hard and he went Ooh, and he broke his arm. Snap. And, and uh, he's like, oh, you broke my arm. And I was like. No, no, you broke your arm. <laughs> it no. occurred to me all at once. I'm like, Ga- you broke your arm. You, you just gaslight. <laughs> Dude, that was. Yeah, I didn't break your arm. That's hilarious. So yeah, <laughs> that made me mad. 
but uh, but yeah, the, the, but the guy, you know, I guess after he left, you know, there's always that guy at the gym who's like, oh, like I get hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like injury prone. You're just like, dog, it wasn't me. It was you. Do you ever feel Put injury that. prone? Uh, no. Do you ever feel like some days you're like, gosh, why do I keep like jamming my finger and hurting my shoulder and what's going on? No, but then again, I'm like a hypochondriac. So like I'm very, very cautious about how I move my body. Yeah. I'm, I'm just cautious about so many things about my body because I'm, I'm prone to yeah. depression when it comes to being injured. <laughs> oh, you get sad. <laughs> I just get really sad if oh, I can't no. use my body, if oh, I'm no. sick or I've always yeah. been that way. So yeah. like that's why I'm just like always wary. I used to be such a germaphobe when I was young. Oh boy. Like I used to tiptoe in the bathroom. I used to not be able to wear shoes in the bathroom. I mean, I just yeah. bare feet in the bathroom. Because I was like, this bathroom, bathroom floors are disgusting. Oh, wow. And especially like outdoor bathrooms. Like when I did like outdoor ed in sixth grade, yeah. I, had to, I always had to have sandals going into places. I just thought it was so gross to be walking on the floors. Yeah, I'm just I'm prone to that. But yeah. Injury, nah. I don't typically get hurt. All right. Just because I'm so cautious. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, other jiu-jitsu news? Uh, in, I think we don't. Yeah, we well, have belts, belts tomorrow. Oh yeah, belt test tomorrow. For our man. Academy. Oh. The news is no. belts tomorrow. We have so blue, many people. Purple. Yeah, yeah. black. Like, all the way through, people are competing. Is there black? Or, oh, oh or, Ian's or, getting um, black. Yeah, Ian's getting black. You're getting brown. Yeah. Uh, I think Jamie Willard's getting brown. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Andres and My Ben hip. and hip. Ben are getting purple belts. Yeah, and we got a host host of blue belts, man. Like I think this is the most. Wow. Yeah, just chew on that. Getting high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have the most blue belts. I think ever that I've ever seen, you know, test for blue. 16, we got a big family now. Sixteen or seventeen, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening it's now. Huge, and like once you get blue, man, this is like any advice for a blue belt, man. Don't let the blue belt blues hit you. The other news is pans, you know? pans. Brian Harlow went to pans. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He had a good uh, match. He did good. A lot of good control. He self admittedly had not been training enough, and it <laughs> literally, literally manifested in him not winning the match because of something we worked on three days before the match, which yeah. is like a heartbreaker. I watched. Yeah. I sat at home and I was, I was like jumping out of my I was sitting right here and I was jumping up and down no because yeah. uh, he just got a, he got second quarter guard and we literally just gone over it sucked, and also sucked in lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. first lockdown then quarter guard oh man both of them the approach was wrong and so he ended up losing the match but only because he didn't keep dominance he didn't keep the dominance and the guy ended up sweeping him and he got two oh, points man. but because of his approach it, had he like had he just popped all that loose and come up to the top yeah. of both of, he would have crushed that guy. Both spirit. of those positions are, are fairly easy to deal with, but you have to deal with them. But if, he didn't if, deal with if, them. if you do the wrong thing, it's, it's going to mess you up. You know? But only he, he he only didn't because he just wasn't fresh in his head. I'm sure he's seen it before. He just wasn't fresh in his head because he hadn't gone to class that week. And it was literally what we were working on that week. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I guess things in general should be fresh in your head. If you're going to go to compete, you should have it's, like... Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like, it's not that you miss class. You missed the class that week, right, so that's right, why you don't know how to get out right. of lockdown. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, well, you don't know how to get out of lockdown. lockdown right. It's not that you miss class. <laughs> yeah. It's just generally, you should know how to get out of lockdown. And then cross-facing the person uh, so you can get out of that quarter, you know? It's just like so many little things. It's yeah. like, those are the kind of reasons why I'm just like really focusing on my knowledge. Because it's, it's, it's more knowledge than anything. It's more knowledge than missing class that week. Yeah. You know, if I miss class this week, it's not that I'm missing everything there is to know about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm just missing whatever we were learning that week. You know what I mean? So, just a matter of, of training more. Sometimes I think we and, and shout out to Brian Harlow for even going out there. That's and, what I'm and saying. Putting on yeah. the line. I respect. That. I love Brian. I didn't man. go. Yeah, yeah so I, I can't. Yeah, he went. I respect that. And but that goes back to calculated risk. If the risk is going to go compete at a high level, is it calculated or is it just throwing all caution to the wind? And those are the kind of things we should consider in any aspect of life. And that goes into That's being why you're first. not competing right now. That's also why I'm not competing. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm putting more f- focus and stock into my students right now. Just right now. Yeah. Um, I think doing that and training. Well, there's a season for everything. It's a season, you know. But but people are telling me, you should be competing right now. You should da 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 No, I'm not going to shit over myself for nothing. You're not me. You don't know what I should be doing. You yeah. should, you, if you want to go compete, you should be doing it. Yeah. It sounds like you're passionate about <laughs> right. it. Right. It sounds like, yeah, you want it for me? Don't tell me what you want for me, man. Yeah. This is my life, Probably man. want it for you more, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you, you want to live vicariously, vicariously through right. me. That's and all. You, you'll be able to do that in a year from now when, mm-hmm. I, when I'm ready to go dominate however I want to. But now, I'm just learning. I'm learning. Yep. I have no... No, no qualm about it. I don't need to be validated through that That's right, right now. It's just not. I, I'm more validated through my students going and kicking butt. It's not like you don't make conscious decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You make conscious decisions about the things you do. Right. At your best. At my best. Yeah, you make sure. conscious yeah. decisions. Yeah, I'm not out here just trying to run up and do some stuff. When you're reaction-based, you don't make the best. You're not, not that you don't make the best decisions. You don't have the best experience. Yeah. 
you, yeah, you don't you don't have a good experience when you make reaction based decisions. But if you're responding yeah. to like a stimuli of your own, you're like, yo, I'm responding to this to the tournament, and I feel like I'm, I'm a, that's a response. You know, it's funny. You're you are so smart, and and you are so like self aware that um that it, this applies to you more than the average person because I've seen this with you where mm-hmm. you um when you the minute you make a reaction based decision based on someone else's pressure or something else that's not your own lead yeah you automatically are on this other path that you don't want to be on and you're resistant to it the entire time <laughs> in some way. I'm like, God, oh, yeah, horrible. yeah. And you're I'm, just not, I'm pleasing. You're something not the best. Or, you, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing it from like a place of an the best. Yeah. Inherent intrinsic the, desire. The best you does only Jimmy's bidding. <laughs> right. If I can, I'm finding myself in a place in life where I'm like, maybe I need to have to do stuff. I don't want to do like work extra jobs or whatever, you know? But that's like, but that's your choice. That's that's still a choice. That's yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, not yeah. like not being forced to do it. Yeah. All right. So, is there anything else we need to cover? You got to get going. Yeah, I do. What was yeah. that? What was that last one? What was the last one? What on, on that piece of paper? Facebook hack. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, my Facebook got hacked. <laughs> so if you get a Facebook uh, uh, request from me that says uh, "Class of 2020" with a red yeah. ring around it, that's not me, man. Uh, oh, but I, you could get on there and then you could communicate with Jimmy because he's he's friends with that. I'm guy. about to unfollow this fool. We're talking about <laughs> un, un, unsubscribe, unlike. But I'll just say one thing, man. You guys, if you guys are out here and you train jujitsu, think of yourself as a troubleshooter. You don't have to be a kid. You don't have to be. A, we all young troubleshooters. We ain't old. Colin's not even old. Okay, I'm not old. He's not old, and so be a realist, be an optimist, be an artist, be a strategist, uh, and be a scientist, and, and do all those things to put it together. And make sure it makes sense, man. Let's let's run it up. Let's do it, David. Oh, whoops! <laughs> yeah, hit those buttons. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Post Pro Podcast. We did another one. We did another one, and this one was streamyarded. Get in the picture. See, it's over there. Uh, it's over there. It's over there. <laughs> Right there. Yeah, but you got to look up there. Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching uh, Post Roll Podcast or listening. And uh, we love you. I'm sorry that we lost our other camera. I'm going to turn it on. I never pull guard uh, on the ground. I'm ten toes down. I stay on my feet. I'm ready to sprawl. I put on my all in half of y'all. I just want to save and throw. Half of you guys just want to save and throw down. Get right back up. I have a student that knows all the lyrics to this song. Every lyric. He knows this song better than I do. What in the world? G-J-J-S-A-V We're rolling in our sleeve Applying the techniques We've been trilling all week Winning is the mission I'm going for the submission I'm sticking to division I remember I had a student Listen to the song once And he was like I didn't know Coach Jimmy Could talk that fast That's rap That's rap I can't rap at all I wish I could I bet you could if you tried You think I can? Yeah You have a gift for gab I got a gift Just saying shit yeah, that's true. And then it. I, by the way, uh, if you're seeing this uh, and you don't, you're not doing anything tonight, Wellington, Wellington Ojuku is headlining the Tybee Post Theater with me. Uh, Ojuk. Uh, yeah, Wellington Ojuku, super funny, super funny guy, and uh, we just did a show last night in in um, Statesboro, and he's hilarious, and so. really gifted. I mean, uh, the voices I do and all that stuff, he has amazing talent. So dig him uh, tonight at Tybee Post Theater at eight. Right, hey, you guys have a great day. Take it easy. Technique from Master Sour Just trying to figure out How and where he gets his powers You better watch out for that sweep When you rolling in the deep So you don't go to sleep quicker Than counting sheep Put your time in on the mat You better tap before you snap You better not give up your back Or you'll be taking a nap You win, you learn, you're drilling to kill If you feel the burn and you got the will To put in the work on the mat in the lab Let's see, is that true or will you get stabbed? Come on, is that